And now for your Connecticut County Sheriff's Report with Brian Smith here on Q Media Group's On Demand. Brian Smith is here, Canabic County Sheriff. Our update today brought to you by Bozeman Newton Insurance and Quality Disposal. And good morning to you, Brian. Good morning, Robin, and good morning, listeners. We so appreciate you coming along in the morning with us like this on Thursdays. And Brian, you know, this might be kind of a weird question right off the top, but Again, snow is such an important part of what we do in Minnesota, and so many people count on it uh, for their livelihoods, and we have no right. control over it. It's <laughs> that's the the other part of it, right? But there's a lot of right. ch- a lot of challenges that you folks have. I mean, when this when we do get a lot of snow and there is uh, issues out there, you guys have to still be out in it. I mean, you don't get a break from it, right? And right. it. And that can that can cause some challenges. Maybe it's weird to bring this up, but do you have any stories? And hopefully nobody was hurt or anything. But we're, you know, the pure, poor deputy ends up uh, in somebody's way down somebody's driveway, stuck or anything like that. You could. I know I'm throwing this at you. So if you don't have anything, I get it. Oh yeah, I've got uh, I've got some stories. So <laughs> I don't know if you have that much time. But, um, can you share share one I, with us? I can, well, I can I can remember early in my career, so we're talking like 26 years ago, and the uh, we did not have the equipment that we have today, and the winters seemed to be a little tougher back then, at least as of recently, and uh, <clears throat> there was uh, we just had you know regular two wheel drive cars for squad cars and. Um, not everybody had seemed to have four wheel drives or all wheel drives were kind of unheard of at the time. And, uh, but you still had to get to work. And, uh, I can remember riding snowmobile into the office cause I couldn't, I couldn't get from my house to a plowed road. So I had, I had to ride snowmobile into the, and fortunately I had one, I owned one cause <laughs> that was part of my part of my life mm-hmm. um since i was a kid and uh so it was to me it wasn't that big a deal I, you know all right i i can't get there my normal way so i'm gonna get there a way i i, I know will get me there and i rode in and uh i went to work and um at at those times squad cars became completely ineffective because they were two-wheel drive and you just you were just gonna go out and get stuck anyways and we, the only four-wheel drive that the sheriff's office had at the time was the boat and water truck, um, which was four-wheel drive and had a radio and lights, and so we could take that out. And so one deputy would take that, and uh, if there was another deputy on, um, sometimes there wasn't, um, but if there was, we would borrow a four-wheel drive pickup from the highway department okay. and use that to get around. Yeah, until the roads so, would would get better, obviously. Yeah, yeah, until they got opened up. So you know, during during the storm and shortly thereafter, you know, we we made do with what we what we could get a, acquired. Now, all of our squad cars are all wheel drive. Um, we're actually transitioning now to um, the uh, um, SUV vehicles, and we have a few pickups. We've we've always had a few pickups in our fleet. Um, a lot because of that so that when we did have extreme weather conditions um whether it be snowstorms or flooding mm-hmm. um we had vehicles that we could that had full emergency equipment radios all that all that important communication stuff 
and uh, any of the patrol deputies could get one of those vehicles, whoever it was assigned to, and uh, get out there and go do their job and not worry as much about getting stuck or um, being able to get through deep water, that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, and it's just interesting to me because I know that police go out, I don't know if I want to say police deputies, um, will go, let's say that there's an ambulance call, and you guys inevitably go first. And I was just going to ask you today a little bit about that. Is that kind of a protocol, or what is the reasoning behind that? Well, the, the, you know, another another thing that started early on in my career is, you know, we didn't we had limited ambulance service mm-hmm. um, back early on in my career, and um, they were not always close. Um, they they may not even have enough to get around, so you would have to get one from another area. That means our outlying areas generally had to wait a while for an ambulance, and a deputy could get there faster sure. um, just because not only is their squad car a little more agile um, <laughs> but we were already out and about so the radio call comes out and we're already in our car we're already ready to go we are going and for if if we're fortunate and and lucky which oftentimes always seemed like we were in the wrong place at the wrong time but um you generally could get there quite a bit quicker than an ambulance not always, but often. Now we have better ambulance coverage. Um, we have our own ambulance service. They usually have two rigs on, if not three, um, and they're busy. They're they're going all the time, but um, it's probably not as imperative. But it's still part of our protocol that we go to all medicals. Okay. And if there's if there's something, you know, sometimes we don't make it, and and it's usually because we've got another call that we're uh, that we don't have to go handle that medical that the ambulance can go ahead and and take care of that without us getting there first um but our standard operating procedure is that we go to all medical calls yeah and i just always kind of wondered that and i i had asked brian even before we came out if it was okay if i asked him because i wondered it seems like that's pretty much um i like you said except with a maybe an extreme situation where they can't get there, and the ambulance is fine, and they just go ahead. But typically, you yep. do see the yep. police the police deputy go prior ahead of that ambulance. Yep. I just thought it was interesting. Yep. Yeah, and and even if it even if we're not there first, you know, if an ambulance would beat us there for whatever reason, we still go just to be those extra hands. You know, sometimes you gotta help load people. Sure. Um, you know, pick people up, and and an extra hand is always helpful. So. Um, we try and do that. Um, we we are limiting um, some of our contact now just because sure. of COVID. Um, I, I don't want staff getting um, exposed uh, when they don't have to be. So they are they are instructed to think uh, before they just go in like we used to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, there may be times when we might be outside, we might not come in um, just because of the COVID issue. Sure. Um, if we're not needed, but it, it's and not all, not all, not all law enforcement agencies go to all medicals. Okay. You know, there are okay. there are jurisdictions that they have enough medical help, and they have plenty of need for those officers to continue doing their primary function, um, which is you know public safety. Um, 
they don't need to go to medical, so they don't. Okay. Um, but they have other resources that are able to do that. We don't have that here, so it's it's us and the and the medics, and that's it. So. And you definitely you I mean your group pretty much tag teams. Then I mean that's the neat thing I think, especially about smaller communities, is that they really do cross over and help each other out, like more so than maybe some of the larger communities. Absolutely, all the time, and and you know that the cooperation between public safety. Um, we if we if we have something where we need a lot of people power, um, we'll we'll call our fire departments, sure. our local fire departments that we work with. Um, they are more than happy to come out and assist in any way they can, even if it's something just as simple as uh, parking a rig in a in a highway where we've got a bad wreck and we got to close things off, um, and we need a big vehicle. They'll come out. They'll help with traffic. They'll, you know, they obviously they do their extrication stuff because that's what they have equipment for and training for. Um, but that, you know, they're they're not there just to fight fires. You know, they're there to to help people, and uh, they're more than happy to come out anytime we call them. Well, and I know too. Just as a side note. Uh, I just know the county highway department pretty well, and I know that talking about bad weather, if there's lots and lots of snow more than once, uh, someone will be called up, maybe take out you know a grader or something and get the roads cleared so you guys can get in there and the ambulance crew can get to these people when they need help. And more than once, a tree is on the road or whatever the case may be, you guys are called, and then you can kind of reach out to these different groups to, to get that help you need. Yep, absolutely. Um, our, our highway department has a great on-call emergency uh, system that uh, we can call them, and somebody's always available to take a call, and and then they they get the appropriate uh, people and equipment out to solve whatever whatever weather-related. Um, it could be something as simple as uh, closing off a road that got washed out. Um, cutting trees off the road that have fallen during a windstorm or or maybe we need to get an ambulance to one of our remotest roads and we need a plow because mm-hmm. um, we can't get through with a four-wheel drive and they'll somebody will get sent out in a in a truck or a grader um and and get us to wherever we need to get to yeah it's like i say i just love the cooperation for sure and i kind of took us on a tangent there brian but i <laughs> i just was interested in some of those things but did you have some other well, things for people to know that well well yeah i'm you hoping know? that's okay that i kind of just asked some of those questions that i think you know the everyday person might not know so um but what has been going on here in the last week or so well you know uh a lot of the a lot of the the same you know we've we had a smattering of just about everything. We no big, uh, no big crime sprees or, or rashes of anything in particular. Um, we've had some thefts and we've had some uh, domestic situations. Um, uh, those kind of uh, people threatening people, um, and it's all kind of been sprinkled throughout the week. So. Uh, Nothing big and exciting that I can really throw anything out there. At. I don't want. I don't want <laughs> exciting. I don't want exciting. I'm not saying that, but I I do wonder sometimes, especially in it's been especially difficult year as we all know. And do you find that there's a little more of the theft, a little more of the domestic, because you feel like people are just 
really having a tough time, or is it still kind of just the same as what you've had other years? Well, I I, I think there's more. I, I okay. think there's more of the the, the stress related stuff. There's I would say there's definitely more theft calls. Um, I, I would say there's more of that going on because uh, there's there's people that are they just don't have any income and they're they're left to uh, whatever means they can to get what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is one of our focuses to you know look for uh, suspicious people in vehicles um, and people the, the public is, is getting better at, at calling us about those things too so mm-hmm. they know things are out of place people that are out of place and uh, they're getting better at calling us and letting us know that hey uh, I saw this vehicle with this license plate and are these people um, in this area doing place for them and we can go check it out sometimes it checks out that okay that's that's legit um other times uh people are there for nefarious reasons Mm -hmm. so yeah it's not it's not anything bad it's just that you know they're looking at a home and you think oh is it something funny and it could be a real estate thing or you know what i mean it could be something benign right so i get that we get that too Yep, I'm sure you, you have know, one some of the of things. One of the things I got this week, um, and, and I've been hearing a few times now, is uh, ice. And um, we've had some weird weather lately that maybe is a little unseasonable, so we've had some unusual warmth. Um, and, of course, the ice isn't, isn't being created as solid as we would like because uh, we're Minnesotans and we like to take advantage of the ice and the snow, and we don't have any snow really. So the, um, people looking to be able to go ice fish and ski and skate. Um, you know, our indoor arena is closed down right now because of COVID, so that's not available. The outdoor rinks haven't been flooded yet because the ground's too warm and they can't they can't make ice. Um, so uh, people are looking to go out onto ponds and and lakes, and for uh, there are places that have enough ice to do that, um, but there are other places that they're not safe yet, and that's the bad thing about ice is it's unpredictable. So you may have four or five inches of ice in one spot and one or two in another, and I just want people to be cautious to you know, know, know that water structure that you're on and uh, know that there are there can be one end to be really good and, and the other end um, not safe. So make sure you use caution when you're out there and um, bring ice picks with you. Um, that you know, usually they're on a string and you can run them right through your coat so that they're right there if you do go through. Um, but check the ice. Yeah. You know, um, I saw I saw some I saw string of holes uh, along Port Lake one day. Somebody obviously must have been out checking the ice to see how good it was on uh, on Mora Lake. And, you know, that's one place that on one end is, is really fine to skate on, walk on, maybe drill an ice fishing hole, and yet there's an open spot where where the geese have been uh, landing and, and resting up for their flight south. So 
obviously that one isn't uh, completely safe yet. So people need to be cautious of that, that just because it's good in one spot doesn't necessarily mean it's good across the entire body of water. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I do think we start getting, you know, where a little more typical temperatures where we're maybe only up in the 20s, maybe hit 30 during the day and then drop into those single digits at night. That's where you start to get that ice really doing its thing. Yeah, we need to wait for a little bit more of that for sure. Yeah, and and even when it's freezing at night and it makes ice at night, well, then we get these 40 and 50 yeah. degree days that we've had here recently. Well, that's, <laughs> that doesn't make ice, no. you know? No, no. Uh, and the ice that's there isn't real good ice, you know, good thick solid ice. Um, I have been seeing on social media some stuff from up in the Boundary Waters where people are skating on absolutely, it looks like it's water. It doesn't even look like mm. ice. It's so clear. I've never seen such clear ice. And uh, <clears throat> there's no air in it whatsoever, and they say they only get it once in a while because of the, you know, the lack of wind or, or whatever when it freezes over, and um, it, it's gorgeous, but it's kind of kind of eerie too because mm-hmm. you can see comp- right to the bottom. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, kind of like you're gliding on water. Yeah. Just. But, um, it's colder up there, uh, generally speaking, and they've got more ice and. Uh, ice is obviously a little better um, than what we've had down here. For sure. We just want to be safe, and common sense prevails. And I know once we get into more of the actual ice fishing and that kind of thing, check with your local bait shop. They're going to know what's going on there, too. I mean, I think that's always a good resource. Yeah, They they are a great source, and they know the waters. They they know our local local lakes and ponds and and rivers and stuff. they know where there's good ice and where there's bad ice. They get reports from fishermen every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely tap into those those sources. Sounds good. Well, Brian, it's been an interesting conversation. We've kind of run the gamut, but I enjoyed that. I kind of like covering various things, but I do want to give you one more chance. Is there anything else you want to touch on, sir? Uh, it's, you know... Um, it's the holiday season. Uh, the packages are being delivered all over the place. If, if you're not home, consider having your packages delivered to a place that you're at or a, a pickup um, rather than just having them left on an unattended porch. Yes. Um, we don't want to see those, those uh, holiday uh, deliveries disappearing um, so that uh, you're not able to get your the stuff that you want. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that even happens, but it does, and and anything you can it does, do, and right? I think there's, and there's more of it this year. Uh, I have no doubt because um, there's these are tougher times for a lot of folks. So, yeah. um, absolutely, use yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can have it delivered to your place of work or a neighbor's house, even where if they're home much more often, right. Right. yeah, try some yep. of those alternatives or a, rel- or a relative. Yes, yep, or a relative. Uh, yeah. Sure. Or deliver it to to Brian's house and he'll drive it out to you. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's not. (laughs) I'm just, had to just throw that in right at the end here. Have a little fun with you, Brian. You know, I so, again, I so appreciate our chats on Thursday and I will look forward to catching up with you in about a week from now. Sounds good. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.